1: Welcome to Girls That Invest. You're joined today by your hosts, Sim and Sonia, two millennial investors who are here to help you learn about all things investing and personal finance.
0: We are getting into something super, I feel like I say this every time, so it's lost meaning, but something super interesting, something I'm very excited to talk about. It's going to be a bit of a nerdy episode. I feel like we've moved away, we've taken a deviation from our nerdy jam-packed episodes so it's good to bring them back to kind of get into those deep dives about investing we hear your feedback so here we are we're gonna do it we are deep diving into something that we think is really important to understand right now because are we in a recession not yet and with these kind of things it's really important to know that It can get a little bit worse. There's a few things that you need to keep mindful of. And the best way to be mindful and ready for it is if you have all of the information, all of the knowledge, and you're not like reacting to the recession. You're not like, oh crap, this is happening. What should I do? What should I jump into if I should jump into anything? And instead you're like, I know exactly what to expect. I know what's going to go up and I know what's going to go down as much as possible based off previous research. So that is what we are here to help you with. Because if there has been one thing that's happened in human history is that we have had many many recessions before this is not the first rodeo might be the first rodeo for you I know that for us as investors it's our first rodeo but we were alive for the GFC we were alive for a few other things here and there the dot-com bubble we might have been like in primary school but we weren't
1: not here. It's interesting going through this now, kind of understanding what's happening and a little bit more of the jargon compared to even just a few years ago when I didn't really know like too much. I feel like I'm a little bit more personally invested because she's got money in the stock market now, but... I feel like I'm really excited for this episode because we always talk about, you know, just keep your emotions out of it. And now we're going to provide some solid industries that are like recession proof because it's a thing.
0: First things first, if you are looking for more things to invest in, in the stock market and you want to put maybe like five percent of your money aside into specific industries. so like me and sonia we keep a big bulk of our investments in like the s p 500 or an etf or two and then we have a small section of things where we cherry pick certain companies or certain industries or even etfs that are like a health etf or a or a food etf so this is what we're referring to when we say industries that do well You can invest in these. By no means make this your whole portfolio very risky. One industry that is recession-proof, Drum roll, please, healthcare. No part of me is surprised, no part of you is surprised. For those that don't know, I used to work in healthcare and we saw what happened during COVID. We saw what happened in previous events where, you know, things go slow, things shut down. At the end of the day, we're all still valuing our health more than anything else. And if you are sick and you need to see a doctor, you will try and prioritize that a lot more. And therefore, even when someone's income declines, they are much less likely to skimp on healthcare versus something else. Now there's actually like a specific jargon term for this and it is called price and elasticity. Now this means when the price of goods doesn't change even when someone's income changes so let's say the general public's income goes up the price of this good or service stays the same and when the general public's income drops the price of this good or service still stays the same so for example like food food kind of goes up and down with inflation a lot more it goes up and down with people's income a lot more but healthcare your doctors aren't going to well, you hope so but your doctors aren't going to ramp up the price of goods and services but they're also not going to drop
1: them so it's a good thing as an industry because it means it's more stable mm. it makes sense i mean i think it's more front of mind now and i since the pandemic i think the appreciation of the healthcare industry And like the workers within those fields has increased. So I wasn't shocked. You weren't shocked. I don't think our listeners
0: are shocked. The one thing though I do want to mention, however, is that not all healthcare companies are created equal. So this doesn't mean you want to go out and jump and buy every healthcare fund that you see your company that you see because some of them are like they're considered healthcare but they might be like a biotech startup or they might be a service that is you know completely tech based those companies that are in their early phases have a high what we call debt to equity ratio now that's again a jargon term i told you we were going to be spitting some facts today and here we are A high debt to equity ratio just means they have a lot of debt that they're going to try and pay off before they're really turning over money. So they don't fall into the category of stable healthcare companies that are going to go well and through the recession. They might drop a little bit. So a healthcare company in general should be recession proof, but they need to have low debt. It's like people, if we have high debt, we're going to be focusing on that instead of growing. We're going to be focusing on just getting rid of the debt. Same with companies.
1: It's something like a pharmaceutical company, they've earned their stripes, they've been around for ages. People need medication compared to?
0: Compared to something like a, a vaccine company, like Pfizer, for example, that's something that is in some ways, you know, somewhat stable, but they're going to be going through a phase of high growth and they're probably going to have more volatility than johnson and johnson not to say johnson and johnson is something you should invest in or something you ethically believe in they're so much more stable as a healthcare company now the second industry that is recession proof so to speak is actually the food and restaurant industry very surprising i would say i feel like everyone thinks oh restaurants to go down you see all these like closed signs on like restaurant fronts and cafe fronts especially in metropolitan areas like post-covid a lot of these amazing places have closed there are two types of i guess semi brands or categories within the food and restaurant businesses the first are your major grocers so i'm talking walmart i'm talking dollar tree but i'm also talking things like foodstuffs and, and woolworths and um, you know if you're from Where we are in the Southern um, Hemisphere, they do well for similar reasons that healthcare does well. You're just not going to stop buying those things. You might buy less food. You might try and save a little bit more. But at the end of the day, it's such a necessity that they don't struggle as much during recessions. You've also then got fast food. So we're talking like McDonald's or Darden's Restaurants, Inc., which owns like Olive Gardens and other kind of casual dining chains. These inexpensive food options kind of fall into the lipstick effect, which is the idea that even during a recession, people might not spend big. You might not go to like a five-star restaurant, but every now and again, you kind of want to do something fancy. You kind of want to spend a little bit of money to treat yourself and your family. So you might go to Olive Garden or you might go to McDonald's. And so it's the idea that we still want little luxuries, even during a recession. And that's why food and restaurants
1: actually do kind of well. I think with Walmart and Woolworths and stores like that, I think they just offer like a cheaper alternative that you want to get because during this time, everyone is more conscious of their money. Even if you're not like rebudgeting, you know, changing up your plan or anything, you're just a little bit more conscious of like every dollar that you spend. So it does make sense. And like, yeah, I think During our lockdowns, people really honed in on like supporting your local restaurant and supporting like your local like cafe and just doing everything that we can to help these businesses keep afloat because they weren't having that like indoor traffic. What's it called? Foot traffic because they couldn't because of restrictions.
0: so how can tap to pay on iphone and stripe benefit your business it's simple increased revenue expanded reach and enhanced customer experience it's a win-win-win to learn more about how tap to pay on iphone and stripe can transform your business visit stripe.com slash tap iphone today so it's so interesting how like covid has actually so strongly affected like both of these examples like With healthcare, it's like, wow, like COVID really pushed us to care more for our health. And then with food and restaurants, COVID has really pushed for us to, like you said, care more for our, you know, industries that provide these goods that we would so desperately miss if if we couldn't do that and support local. But yeah, those two are my two recession-proof industries They did really well, both of them, during the 2008 global financial crisis. So, for example, Dollar Tree, which is, you know, in its name, a, a place where everything's kind of cheap, trying to be a dollar, that killed it in the recession in 2008. That was one of the companies that had the highest returns during 2008 compared to anything else, and it was purely from the fact that Recession proof industry, people are always going to need to go there. In saying that, I feel like the first two are pretty stock standard, but this, the last two are kind of surprising. Do you want to run us through them?
1: Absolutely. So I think it might be surprising, but I feel like as I explain it, it makes sense. One is freight and logistics. So obviously, when you're going through a pandemic or like a recession, like international travel, your vacations, your holidays, that will decrease a little bit because, again, people are conscious of their money, people don't really have the time, effort, energy and the funds to pack up and go for a two-week vacation overseas. That being said, goods, they still need to be transported to different countries, to different places. I don't know about you, but there was like a surge of online shopping and online deliveries during lockdown and even like after lockdown, people were still a little bit conscious about going into malls and going into supermarkets that they still prioritized online deliveries. So yeah, freight doing great. sounds
0: like Sonia just created the slogan for the next best, like a UPS ad. It's so interesting because you never think about it. Like the idea that online shopping, yes, like it means we're not, you know, going into malls and stuff, but then, of course, we're still shopping. That's not dropping. And that whole idea of people being scared of COVID, or especially people that are like immunocompromised, people that have family at home that they don't want to, you know, pass things on to, they're going to be more likely to do online shopping too. That's so
1: interesting. And even just like companies that were like transporting like vaccine or medicine or equipment, they really wanted to. Make sure that the public knew that hey, I'm the one delivering these goods and to these countries for help, which just gives them more of like a positive light, hence them not doing that badly in a recession. So, three examples of this is one, old Dominion Freight, Westinghouse air brake technologies, also known as WAB and CH Robinson Worldwide, also known as CHRW. All of them had pretty positive returns back in 2008. And all three companies, they either helped move freight or they made products to help move freight. So yeah, they're often a the safe bet. You know how I said before I started explaining this? Like as I explain it, it just makes sense. Do you feel that way?
0: I feel that way now that you've explained it. Cause yeah, it's like of course, but like you just don't you don't sit at home like on your couch and go, you know what would do well right now? Freight. Afraid company. <laughs> freight company.
1: Yeah. I think this just goes to show, you know, we always talk a really good game about research and diving a little bit deeper than like a headline or an article. I feel like everything is done so intentionally. People buy into fear. They don't really buy into logical and disciplined thinking. And so like with these companies that are safe bets, that are recession proof industries, they might not get the airtime that they deserve, but that's what we're here for. We are here to
0: make sure freight gets their airtime. Freight
1: is great. <laughs> so the last industry that is recession proof is actually the repair and like the DIY industry. I didn't think about this, to be honest. It was like during our research that it came up. When we're going through a recession or a little bit of a hard time in the economy, you're more conscious of your spending. You kind of find ways to do things that you normally would pay. For to do yourself, and if you can't do it all yourself, or if you don't have all the equipment, you're gonna find repair or like DIY companies that sell you products that are significantly cheaper than taking it to a shop or like taking it to like an expert that you're also paying for their time plus the product. If that makes sense, I kind of like to think of it like if your phone
0: screen cracks during a normal time and you've you know you're financially safe and you've got you know a good emergency fund, then. Sometimes you might just buy a new phone, like if it's the actual screen that cracks instead of the protector. But... If it's during a recession, money's a little bit tighter. If your phone screen cracks, you're probably more likely to see if you can find like a repair service and get the screen repaired for like $200, than
1: like a $1,000 phone. Is that what it means? A hundred percent. Two strong performances. These companies are in the S&P 500. One of them was AutoZone Inc. So A-Z-O is their stock ticker. They did super well and they're like an auto parts retailer. Also like home and gardening improvements improvement retailers like tractor supply company and their stock ticker is TSCO. I feel like
0: you could ask anyone and they would probably come to those own their own conclusions like that's something i would continue to spend money on in a recession yeah this is super interesting freight and like repairs these are not industries i would have come up with so i'm really glad that we have covered them I feel like during a recession, everyone thinks like it's all doom and gloom and that every single industry and every single company, you know, drops 20% and that cannot be further from the truth. Most are dropping. That makes sense. That's what the bear market is where like, you know, majority of shares are dropping by 20% in a certain period of time. There are a few outliers. They might not be gaining like 50, 40%. But they might be gaining 3% or 4%. And that gain, when everything else is like down 10%, is actually worth your time and worth looking into. Now, I personally am not jumping up and buying, you know, funds in each sector right now during this recession. But if I was someone that was investing for a shorter period of time, let's say three years, I might you know, be considering that just to buffer myself out. But as someone that's investing for the next 10, 20, 30 years, it's not changing what I'm jumping into. Maybe I'll buy a share or two or a company or two in these industries, but it's not something I, you know, I'm going to exit this interview and go, let's changed my entire book now before we go just a couple of things we are leading up to our book release which is absolutely crazy girls that invest you can check it out in the link below if you want to see more of our faces jump onto our socials girls that invest on tiktok instagram facebook our facebook community is at eighteen thousand people i don't know how you guys are doing it or how you're finding us because we don't really plug it too much but thank you so much for joining we have so much fun there and now the disclaimer
1: to finish off our disclaimer so girls that invest does not provide personalized investing advice for your individual needs we are not financial advisors the advice from girls that invest exists for educational purposes only and should not be relied upon to make an investment or financial decision Advice from girls at best is general in nature and does not consider individual circumstances. Always do your research and please use your due diligence.